Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duba, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. We are going to get into Harry and Meghan's royal tour of Morocco uh, this past weekend, which came immediately on the heels of her A-list baby shower in New York last week. We're also going to check in with Kate Middleton, who had a sort of fun outing with George and Charlotte this week. And we're also going to discuss Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's, I guess, chemistry at the Oscars on Sunday. Yeah, let's start with Kate. Yes. I think this is one of our, this feels like in the sweet spot to me of Josh and Julie uh, preferred royal anecdotes where it involves a royal doing something that's kind of borderline and normal and ordinary, but it's constructed out of all of these really odd details that we get from an anonymous source. So it makes it sound either like super scandalous or somehow um, like controversial, even though it's like could not be more of a pedestrian event. This one reminds me also of that dog park tale from a few weeks ago where someone asked George what his name was and he said Archie. Um, there's sort of like a surreal vibe to some of these things. So, Kate Middleton. So, we should note that this event we're about to describe took place on the day before Megan's shower. So if you if you were wondering exactly what Megan was doing while Serena Williams, Amal Clooney at all descended upon New York, she was going to the spa with George and Charlotte in London. We will get into that more later, the timing of all of this. So this was an event that the Daily Mail, I guess, must have gotten a tip from a source. It's all from one sort of anonymous source who I guess must have been at the spa at the same time as Kate. It's deemed a luxury spa, and it's close to where they were staying at Amner Hall, which is in the Queen's property at Sandringham. So Kate was reportedly decked out for this swimming expedition, and the quote that the source gave who saw Kate, George, and Charlotte at the spa at the swimming pool was that she was wearing, quote, full makeup, pearl earrings, and her iconic engagement ring, which sounded like what I would text Julie if I was at the swimming pool watching <laughs> Kate or anyone pretty much. Um I love this so much. She's like a real-life paper doll. Like, you can swap out the outfits, but she's always going to have a full face of makeup. Well, I wanted to ask you, is that, is, I feel like I needed the, uh, like, female perspective here on, is wearing full makeup and pearl earrings to the pool strange? It doesn't seem that crazy to me, but maybe the pearl earring seems weird. How does that not seem crazy <laughs> to you? Well, I don't know. Don't, like some, is, is, it, is full makeup? Maybe she just was wearing makeup for something else, and then they went to the pool. Right. We'll give her that benefit of the doubt. Maybe she had some sort of luncheon beforehand and didn't have time to change. And also, like the earrings and the engagement ring, one assumes she's always wearing. Right. Right. <laughs> but if this was the only thing on her itinerary, if it was the only thing on the itinerary day, for the day, then this I'd does seem like worried. a dressy outfit for the casual taking the kids to the pool expedition. Okay, let's keep going because this gets so good. <laughs> so she brought George and Charlotte. This was their week off from school. 
she was wearing a maroon. We okay. First of all, before I get into all of this, there is a level of detail about this. Probably what like half hour. I guess it says half hour. The fact that we know exactly how long they were there. Like this source was just kind of watching. I'm imagining with binoculars and a notepad and maybe like a recording device of some kind because there's so much a timer too. Because there is so much detail about what went on here that like I couldn't even describe what I did yesterday with this level of detail. Um, so it's kind kind of insane. Right. Do you think this was like the lifeguard, a towel boy, someone at the snack stand, another guest? I like to imagine it was the lifeguard. I could see the lifeguard. Lifeguards don't have much to do a lot of the time, right? I mean, why not turn this into a little Daily Mail payoff situation? (laughs) Okay. So Kate was wearing a maroon swimsuit. She tried to blend in amongst relaxing couples, but onlookers quickly spotted the family during their half hour splash about... Kate apparently organized swimming races for the children, and afterwards they practiced little dives off the side. The trio then went into the sauna and steam room. I'm imagining this lifeguard like jumping off the chair, following them like in that sort of like you know uh, homeland or whatever, like staying right behind the corner, so peering around, you know, tailing them. Okay, so this is what the onlooker said. This is a quote. Kate looked stunning. She had full makeup on while she was in the pool, and she had drop pearl earrings and her engagement ring, her hair up in a butterfly-type hair clip, and she looked extremely elegant. So actually, this is supporting Julie's stance, which I probably am now agreeing with more, too, that this is a little weird that she was this dressed up, maybe. I mean, even in like a dynasty style soap opera, I don't think the main characters would be wearing like a pearl drop earring in, an in the pool with in the their pool. kids. Right. This wasn't right. like um, a, a glam. I don't even know what kind of glam swimming session one might have, but this wasn't that. But I kind of love it. And I love that she was organizing swimming races. Like how tiger mom of her. Yeah. I'm, in, and, I'm <laughs> envisioning this lifeguard just zeroed in on this trio and not paying attention to anyone else in the swimming pool, completely neglecting his actual paid duties there. Such a good call too, like instilling this competitive spirit at this early age, like organizing races. But I just can't get over this. Kate looks stunning. Like, has there ever been a more flattering description of someone like in the throes of it with their kids at the pool, like doing races and jumping around? You would think that was like the description of someone entering the Met Ball or something. Um, anyway, truly insane level detail continues. The children are very well behaved and both are practicing their diving from the side. Kate was organizing these little races for them and they did it around four or five times. She said, quote, ready, steady, go and did a downward chopping action in the water to indicate the start of the race. So this was like a full on, you know, like NASCAR style. Like, I'm surprised she didn't have the checkered flag. Um, some sort of scoreboard. Apparently, George won. Na- okay, this gets a little like interesting here. We getting we get the results of the races. Apparently, George naturally. This is all the Daily Mail. Won all the races. They said he was swimming front like a dog paddle style and jumping in from a squatting position on the side. Julie is recoiling at this level of detail. Charlotte was doing sitting dives. She was squatting on the side with her arms up in dive position. She kept saying, look, mommy, I'm diving in, which reminded me. (laughs) 
this parenthetical in the script is incredible. Go, Josh. I just maybe because also we're going to be talking about Bradley and Gaga. This was on my mind, but look, mommy, I'm diving in. Made me wonder if Charlotte's been like listening to the Star Is Born soundtrack, a very shallow esque uh, sh- uh, reference. Um, Kate was very encouraging. I mean, can we believe we're still going with these details? Kate was very encouraging. At one point, George went under and Kate had to grab him. He became a bit tearful and clung to her, but then he soon went off again. Both the children swam unaided and were super confident. They went under the quite forceful jets in the water. Kate politely asked us... We're getting a little bit of insight into who the source was here. If it was okay for them to switch it on. So whoever it was, Kate somehow asked permission to turn on these jets. Imagine if someone said no when Kate asked them to turn on the jets. Who has ever monitored anyone this closely? Then the timer really comes out because we actually get some minute counts. The children tried to jump in the water. Kate frequently indicated no and shook her finger. And then she pointed out the no diving signs to both children, who who then seemed appeased, so they're rule-abiding. Then they went into the steam room and sauna for four or five minutes each. I mean, four or five minutes each. So that's like you're really looking down at your iPhone for that. <laughs> I, Josh, I still can't get over this level of detail. Kate in full makeup reminds me so much of like a Bravo Real Housewives cast member. Those are the only figures I can see walking into a spa in full makeup. Full regalia. Agreed. Full I mean, jewelry. Also, the, there's just like a lot going on here. So they wanted to use the jets. Then they each go into the sauna steam room for four to five minutes each. Um, I don't... You and I do not <laughs> take down that level of detail in our party reports. I don't think if we were like American-style CIA agents or operatives, we would be taking down that level of detail, which maybe speaks more to our laissez-faire attitude about everything. But And it's interesting because usually... And I'm going to speak for both of us here on Go Out on a Limb. I think we love this level of detail right. when it comes to these things. But for some reason, I don't know why in this particular report, I felt very like protective. I don't know what is what I'm going through in my life that's changed my tune here. But this felt like, this felt like a lot. Just like timing down to the minute where they're going in the steam room. And then also the... Um, like behavior and the jumping and like what Charlotte's saying when she jumps in, like right. as if someone has like a, you know, a megaphone, uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. It just felt like a little, a little wild. That's, right, I, that said, like, I also want this source to call us so we can like <laughs> even dig deeper. So I'm conflicted. Right. I think it was the level of detail about the kids, right? We, we live for the Kate's details, but exactly. Maybe that's what it is. Like hearing about how the kids are confident and then the kids were getting tearful and like, just like the ups and downs of what the kids were experiencing. Julie, would, does this make you more or less excited if Kate Middleton was going to invite you along for like a swimming outing? Honestly, this makes me a little bit nervous. I was about to say, it sounds like you have to dress up for it. It sounds like you, she might make you race. Like, who could tell? Like, she might make you kind of, like, get off the diving board, you know? Right. We need to pack our swimming goggles and caps. Like, I would definitely be nervous. And I love that she's just calling the shots. She does not give off alpha vibes to me. But here, the chopping 
action that she was giving in the water. I think I'm going to have dreams about that. Ready, steady, go, which very well may be the title for this episode, I'm guessing. Um, I feel like she really just, exactly, she's making, like, this is not, uh, you can't just sit by the pool, take out your book, listen to a podcast or two. She has you in the water. You're racing (laughs) against your sibling. You're getting behind those jets. You're going to the steam room. I feel like it's all very ordered, which does seem sort of Kate, I guess. I'm a little surprised too, though. But okay, alternate theory. Do you think she knew about Megan's trip and she was very stressed and the stress for whatever reason was manifesting and her putting the kids through these like competitive races? I love that theory. Also, do you think Kate, William, Harry and Megan have ever been in a situation where they've all been swimming at the same time? I guess probably not. Probably not, and definitely not after (laughs) Megan hears about this report. Can you even imagine? Megan would have to intervene. Well, I was wondering what Megan's vibe would be in this kind of setting, and I feel like she would be very, like, chilling by the beach. I don't really see her at, like, a swimming race style vibe as much. No, she would be talking to them about, talking to the kids about, I don't know. Yeah, she'd be kind of she'd she'd go in and splash around, maybe wearing some nice sun hat or something. Yes, Um, and like sunglasses. I don't see her. She wouldn't be doing the diamond drop earrings vibe in the pool. No, it sounds like Kate did not even get her hair wet. I guess she couldn't (laughs) mess up that blowout. Right. I feel like I wonder if something. I wonder what else was going on at this day. It also sounds very regi- like just the whole. It seems like they were they weren't going in to relax. They were going in to get their swimming in. I know nothing about this report is relaxing at all. No. But I I guess I commend whoever phoned this in, which yeah. it has to have been a staff member. I mean, just the the asking about the jets also makes me think now it's a staff member too. Because why would she ask? I don't know. It just feels like that's like you're asking someone who works there, is it okay if we turn on the jets or sit behind the jets? Right, or else Kate is just so not used to being <laughs> unaided in the real world. She was asking. Asking a civilian, right, <laughs> yes. exactly, who just happened to be sitting there, like, is this okay? They're like, yeah, of course. I'm surprised. I'm always surprised. I guess I get why they want to have some level of normalcy for the kids, but just given the security risks and everything, like, I'm kind of surprised they don't clear out the pool for them. I know. I mean, you and I would have a hard time getting in a swimming suit in front of total strangers, and we are not public figures. Right. I just feel like there's also, when I covered that event that uh, Kate and William went to in New York years ago, there was such intense security. We all had to have our bags checked. You know, we all, I'm just curious. I guess they must have done some sort of security sweep before they were allowed in. I would assume. I don't know. Right. Wow. Um, all right. Let's move on to what Harry and Megan got up to after Megan's New York extravaganza. Right. So Megan and Harry landed in Morocco Saturday for their ra- last royal tour before becoming parents. The couple were visiting Casablanca, Osni, and Rabat during the three-day trip. I might have mispronounced those. I'm sorry if I did. Royal aides confirmed that they were spending the night at one of the King of Morocco's royal residences as his private guests. The couple kept up Meghan's fast New York City shower pace, carrying out seven engagements over two days. The itinerary focused on organizations that support young women and girls in particular. 
and has been deemed a great success by aides and courtiers. I'm sure everybody by now has seen the photo of Meghan and Harry as they're landing. Meghan looks incredibly polished and she's wearing a red dress with blush accessories, a little uh, clutch and high heels, but was noticeably walking behind Harry as they were making their way out of the airport. Josh, did you notice that? Yeah, that was a really weird video I think someone sent us. I couldn't tell if that was some sort of custom that one must adhere to. I don't know. It it just seemed very like structured and regimented. So I feel like someone must have said that to her. Right. But given the shower I was reading, maybe Harry was like a little miffed and they had had a little fight on the airplane. I I love that read. Let's go with that instead. (laughs) My My theory is much more boring. The couple were joined on the tour by a nine strong entourage, including two assistant private secretaries, three communications officers, a digital officer, a logistics officer, and a program coordinator. God, I want like a real world style reality show of whatever house or hotel those nine people stay in during this kind of tour. I'd love to just see all their interactions, everything they're talking about while this is all going on. I would love that. Oh my gosh, it would be the best possible below-deck scenario. Mm -hmm. The people who have to wait for the, or work for the royals, rather. Um, There were a bunch of highlights, all photo ops. Again, what is life like when you are just, go from one One photo photo op op to to the the next? next. Megan took part in a henna ceremony. Megan cooked. Megan and Harry pet a horse. And they went to the king's palace. Um, Let's get a little bit deeper into each of these with the cooking. um, And this is per royal reporter Omid Scobie for Harper's Bazaar. The couple spent an afternoon with Moroccan chef Dar Moha. Megan and Harry cooked a Moroccan pancake recipe from her own cookbook. I love how Julie has that in all caps. (laughs) With children from underprivileged backgrounds and disabled staff who work at a specially designed restaurant in the capital of Rabat. They'll be so proud to see this, Megan said while chatting with Moha about her collaboration with the Women of West London's Hub Community Kitchen. The message has traveled far. Clutching a signed copy of her book, Moha later told reporters, she has an amazing heart. So Megan gave the chef a signed copy of her cookbook. There is, God knows, a photo of Megan's severely slanted calligraphy, like wishing him his best. Yes, she had written a little inscription. Um, He told the couple that he would like to cook for them the next time they visit Morocco. Megan agreed, gestured to her baby bump, and replied, maybe for the whole family next time. So after they finished the pancake, everybody looked to Harry to take a bite, and he takes, he rolls up the pancake. First of all, I've never seen anyone eat a pancake like this. And he takes this horse-sized chomp out of this rolled-up pancake. Megan says something to me after he takes a bite and has begun chewing like a bit of a big bite there and he says he stops chewing like his mouth is full and he says a bit late now and then she took like a very ladylike bite after and said very good that is like i need to hear you describe all eating uh styles after hearing that horse like chomp description 
I kind of love it. I also, someone posted a photo on one of, the, it must have been on one of the Harry Meghan accounts I follow, or I don't know if someone we, we follow on Twitter posted this, but it was like them getting in the car after this, and Harry had kind of a very satisfied smirk, and they were like, that's the that's the sign of a well-fed man or something. <laughs> I was like, you know, the whole thing was kind of bizarre. I feel like he really must have been starving, huh? <laughs> They also took a helicopter ride to visit a charity supporting women's education. While there, Megan received the aforementioned henna tattoo of flowers running down her forearm, hand, and pointed finger. During the process, Harry sat next to Megan with his arm around her for support. One of the house mothers, Khadija Ukatu, said, It's for when we have a big party. Now she's pregnant. We do the henna to keep her happy with the baby for good luck. Everybody was just astounded by Megan's energy that she could be doing all of these stops and helicopter rides and mm. cooking demonstrations while seven and a half months pregnant. The British ambassador to Morocco, Thomas Riley, said her energy is boundless. Here's a woman jumping into a helicopter to fly 1,500 meters high, still smiling and ready to do it all, ready to push issues that matter. No bad energy. A, a corollary. Um, Omid Scobie got a hold of a friend of the Duchess's who gave an incredible quote. I can't wait to get Josh's read on it. She said that Megan's feeling so great in her final trimester. That's super Meg for you, giving it her all. Her energy levels have never failed to impress me. Josh, I need a full analysis. <laughs> I mean, super Meg is like... I can't believe we haven't come across anyone using that before. There's so much talk about energy with Megan, and this podcast is obviously the number one culprit of this. But I guess she's to put that out into the world with her no bad energy mantra. And then we had that, remember that surfing thing where they did the um, no, bad no, vibes. no bad vibes or anti bad vibes dance or whatever it was. And then this quote, I feel like Megan is just one of these people that, Maybe it's like the Californianess. Oh, also the California energy. I feel like no one ever talks about like any other royals in terms of this like energy metric. It's very Megan based. Um, right. Her energy levels have never failed to impress me. Actually, I have to say, I was thinking during this tour, it's kind of crazy that this all happened the same week as all the New York wildness. And I was like, doesn't she just want to, like, I can barely get through one day at work without having to take, like, another day to, like, just sit at home and watch Netflix. <laughs> like, the fact that she, she is, like, bouncing from this uh, whole New York thing to all these, like, crazy stops in Morocco. So many, um, like, having to put on the good face for the tattoo, for the cooking. I'm just, I don't know. I, I would hope she's taking the next two weeks to just do nothing. Though I guess she already has some appearances scheduled, so who knows? Right. According to Katie Nichol, the queen is also impressed by the stamina. Um, a source told her, for the queen and her generation, you generally hit your bump and put your feet up in the stage of pregnancy. But Meghan hasn't stopped. There may well be a letter waiting for the Duke and Duchess when they return as the source. She respects hard work and loyalty above everything. Apparently, courtiers in the trip have also commented on Meghan's serious stamina and her impressive work ethic. Josh, are you surprised we haven't heard more about the baby shower? Actually, I'm wondering if some of this 
is like I just thought of this, but like the Morocco tour, I guess it wasn't all, I don't know how far in advance all of this stuff was planned, but I feel like we kind of moved on from the shower quickly in terms of the media because we got the Morocco tour. Like, I feel like that was timed almost pretty well. Um, right. Because there were initially some things from like Diana's former secretary. And there was another kind of, there was a few columns on the daily mail I saw that were like, and other British outlets, I forget which one other one had one where it was like kind of analyzing with like a very skeptical view, the whole extravagance of the shower. But then I feel like we got everything about the Morocco tour. So it almost feels like that like has helped sweep away some of the shower stuff. Right. I know. Kind of ingeniously planned. If Megan did, if she had pulled out her date book and said, okay, let's do it here. And then immediately after. Right. Omid Scobie, I thought it was a little bit curious, wrote that Meghan really took the lead. Um, he wrote in one of his reports, Prince Harry, already established as a humanitarian force of his own, often let Meghan take the lead during their nine Moroccan engagements, leaning into her ear periodically to see if his wife was feeling okay along the way. That reminds me of from the, uh, the People magazine story where they say the anonymous friends that like she sometimes writes not only her remarks but Harry's too. Right, I know they're. I don't like they're really this for pushing Harry. That ang- they're really pushing that angle. I feel like even if it is true, I feel like he needs to make a step. He needs to not be second fiddle here. He's the the actual yeah. royal. There's another another little story. I guess Harry had a very dad joke moment at oh, one yeah, point. Oh yeah, this is so lo- weird. A local told the couple, I wish to say congratulations for your pregnancy. Harry responded, what? You're pregnant to Megan? Is it mine? Megan played along by responding with surprise. This is a surprisingly like PG-13 joke for the royals, I thought. Yes. We've been doing this for a while. I can't remember. It's obviously not like actually scandalous in terms of like the joke, but it seems risque by these right. standards never did i think prince harry would give us a maury moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah is it mine and also did you watch the video clip of this it's kind of weird yes it's like they're they're all megan's surprise the timing is good it's almost like they're ready for a variety show or something with this like comic timing it's very like rat-a-tat but it's very like deadpan and sort of um they aren't really smiling when they say it it's very weird. It's like very dead-end, deadpan humor. Right. Maybe they were just very, very tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, God knows the stuff we would be saying after like having to stay at one of these things for more than like 20 minutes. <laughs> Seriously. They ended their obligations with a visit with King Mohammed VI, who thanked the couple for their generosity. He said, I can't think of better ambassadors for the UK. Okay, well, first of all, how about Prince William, the Queen? Mm -hmm. Um, Meghan responded, but I'm American. She blushed at the kind compliment. He said, well, you're also one of us now. You're both gems. That's also what Julie and I say to each other every night. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's interesting i always wonder like when you when you see that photo of them sitting on those like red velvet chairs like it was the king and i'm like what is this conversation like what is the small talk they make i know i just it seems very I, awkward 
Right. I wish we could be judged by photo ops, but maybe I don't wish that. Maybe that's no. A I wouldn't want that. I think people yeah. always say I have like the general expression of not looking happy. That's like my resting <laughs> expression. I feel like I'd be so nervous about not like indicating that in any way. So that does it for the Royal Tour. Mark your calendars for the first week of March, though. There's going to be a very exciting Royal Reunion for the 50th anniversary of the investiture of the Prince of Wales, Prince Charles, at Buckingham Palace. The event will be hosted by the Queen, and we will see Harry and Meghan there, along with William, Kate, Charles, Camilla, and Princess Anne. Okay, so let's end with... a. quick check-in on the oscars um bradley cooper and lady gaga's performance at least for me was the lasting sort of um highlight i don't know i feel like it i I watched it again which i do not ever do with award shows these days i feel like when the award show ends i move on and all mind body spirit but i actually went back and watched the uh performance of shallow because i was just so struck by it Julie, what was your initial take when you watched it? I think my mouth was on, my jaw was on the floor the entire performance. Just, it was so intimate. I felt like I was watching something I shouldn't be watching. Yeah, like I feel like honestly the fact that they came out of the state, out of their seats in the front row with no one introducing them, and then they kind of walked up with just like kind of the music starting to play it was so dramatic and what a power move what a power move just in the outfits they were wearing that night it was like we they didn't even need an introduction like how many things can say that at the oscars um, right like josh can you imagine us just sitting there in an award show and you grab my hand and we just casually make our way up to the stage to like do a powerpoint presentation about like megan's like banana bread yeah i mean i actually can weirdly but yeah no i know what you mean <laughs> well um, staring into each other's while eyes staring into each other's eyes so i also feel like anecdotally this is the main thing people were interested in talking to me about after the oscars like i got the most texts and the most like, conversational i don't know i feel like there was there was a lot that went on olivia coleman's amazing speech and everyone should go back and read julie's cover profile of her for our awards issue of olivia coleman who gave a delightful speech when she won But I feel like other than that, I feel like this was like one of the highlights for people, right? So a kind of interesting sort of, I guess, byproduct is this kind of obsession with if they're together in real life or what's going on between them. Clearly, Bradley Cooper's dating Arena Shayek. They have a kid. So no one actually, I guess, thinks anything's actually happening. But And she was sitting between them. And she was sitting between them. And Julie, having covered many award shows, that's usually, I mean, that's something they clearly worked out in advance, right? They must have decided that that's sort of the seating arrangement they wanted, right? Right. I can't imagine it was just like a in like, the moment Like, oh, we'll, like, wonder decision. who's going to sit where. Yeah. So interestingly, she was between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, which definitely seemed to me at least somewhat strategic. I mean, um, if I'm Lady Gaga, I would want to sit next to Bradley's mother. Like, how cool does oh, she yeah, look with star those of the tinted show. And she got the Julia Roberts shout out at the end, too. Yes, so um, good. So the Daily Mail really just went for it in typical fashion. They ran a, a quote-unquote exclusive report showing photos of, from one of the after parties of Gaga and Bradley. And the headline, it says that they couldn't keep their hands off each other. I examined all the blurry photos, and that is not 
my takeaway. It looked pretty standard, just the way that they were like engaging with each other. But they're definitely very touchy. And then there's this incredible juxtaposition they do where they have a kind of side by side of Bradley and Gaga. Like, I think she has like her hand on his back or he has his hand on her back. And then in the next photo, you see Irina Shayek sitting on the couch behind them. Looks like she's eating some kind of food. And then the, and then the caption says, the source said of the after party, Irina was there, but she just sat on a couch in the shadows at the back of the room. She didn't look impressed. And it's like the blurriest kind of dark photo of someone just like eating on the couch at a party. So, I mean, there's definitely like material to construct this. And I feel like it's going to be like a tabloid story for a little bit. Um, right. Did you mention Lady Gaga recently broke up with her fiance right, the week before the element. Oscars? So, and then I we should note that Arena and Gaga did hug at different parts of the ceremony. You can find some photos where they look very cordial. But the Sun noted that she, Irina Shayek unfollowed Gaga on Instagram before Sunday. And the Whoa. Sun wrote that Irina is understandably sick of reading speculative stories about Bradley and Gaga being more than just friends. The source said, the stories about Irina being sick of Gaga have some truth to them. It's not that she dislikes Gaga or is jealous of her, but she's sick of the constant stories about her close relationship to Bradley. Which, honestly, I can understand. And I feel like that's something that people have... You know, I sort of I feel like I got an argument with someone about how much of the their Bradley and Gaga shtick is purely performance, and Irina Shayek would understand that they're actors, but it still feels like it would be weird to sit in the front row and watch your partner up there with a right. woman in that way, right? Well, if I'm the Russian supermodel <laughs> dating Bradley Cooper, I would be very angry at him just because he's the one who got up on stage, walked over to her at the piano, sat down, and sang cheek to cheek. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I definitely thought they were going to... Like, it seemed like they were going to kiss at the end. Right. Um... I feel like somehow, I don't know though, I go back and forth because there's a part of me that's like, this is so wild, like their chemistry is off the charts, like who performs like that? And then there's the other part of me that thinks this whole promotional tour, they've kind of been like this, where it's like these over the top proclamations of affection. And I don't know, just like when he went to her Vegas show and they like had that kind of embrace. I mean, it's always kind of weird to me, but I don't know. I'm like, is this just like selling them? But I guess, why are they even worrying about selling the movie at this point? I know. It's a little bit weird. It's a little weird. It's definitely weird. I, I should note, though, that after they went to that Warner Brothers party together, Lady Gaga went on alone. I think she went to the Madonna party. She went to the um, Vanity Fair party. And she was more with Mark Ronson and her fellow Oscar winners. Right. This wasn't like she just like toured the town with Bradley. Right. I'm just curious what's going to happen now. Does this friendship continue? Right. Like, will we get, will we get more photos of them getting brunches and like eating eggs Benedict at some diner? <laughs> right. Or like, will they ever, t- like, will they do another movie together? Like, I feel like that could be something that would be kind of like f- fanning these flames. Interesting. Um, I like that. I know. I do wonder too what's going to go on. I feel like there's going to be more to the story. It just feels that way, right? But one little weird aspect that kind of has kept this going or not, I don't know, people maybe are just looking for reasons to keep talking about it. But Jennifer Esposito, who was married to Bradley Cooper very briefly, 11 years ago, um, she commented, of all people, David Spade gets brought into this. (laughs) David Spade 
put up an Instagram of the two of them with Bradley and Gaga with the caption, any chance these two aren't effing. And Jennifer Esposito, ex-wife of Bradley, commented, ha, that's it. Just the two letters, H-A. I saw so many like aggregated posts writing this up that were like Jennifer Esposito slams Bradley and Gaga or like click here to find out what she said. And literally that's all she wrote. Ha. But then she went this morning when I woke up, there were all these things about that. She like addressed it in this kind of long address and which was like understating it. Cause she really did. She, I guess because of all this kind of attention to the fact that she wrote that as a comment, she decided to like address it. And she said, you know, so many people have been commenting about something that I said, which was, ha, that was it. And in the way that it is spread, <laughs> can you believe this is the culture we live in that she had to address making this comment on Instagram? It was towards David Spade's very outward statement about something about an ex. And I literally laughed at him because it was so bold in what he was saying. I thought it was funny and I'm allowed to think something is funny. I'm going to steal that for myself. Actually. Same. I like that. I thought it was funny and I'm allowed to think something is funny. Uh, she went on to argue that the comment was far less important than many things going on in our country and in our world. Okay, that argument. And then uh, she claimed, she, people, I guess, claimed she only did it to feel relevant and she did not take kindly to that. So she said, I didn't watch the Oscars. I don't know what went on and I don't care what went on. I commented <laughs> on something that I thought was funny. And to find that people are making judgment calls about me or them or the people that the comment was about is really psychotic. If you think I'm just going to sit quietly and not answer you because it'll just go away, this is why people don't speak up on so many situations. Because I had experience with someone, I'm never allowed to say anything. I literally said, this really goes on. I literally said, ha, it's two letters. And for that, you make character judgments. I feel bad for those people who are involved on the other side of the ha because it wasn't <laughs> at them. And I feel bad for you if you took your time to comment on such insanity today. The world oh is in a God. crazy <laughs> place. Please go do something positive. Peace. Julie, that that's how we should end every podcast from now on. <laughs> the world is in a crazy place. Please go do something positive. Peace. Oh my God. Go Jennifer. I, I mean, love I, I didn't even realize until reading it now how wild this was. I know. I know that is. <laughs> I guess she just got Jennifer a lot is... of like, like, I mean, what, what happened? Do you think? I don't even know. I don't know, but I, I like that she went on this rant to defend herself and yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I agree. <laughs> I, I have to think though, um, you know, this is how like the tabloid industry works. It's, it sucks, it but it's the case. Um, but I do love all this over just ha, a ha has <laughs> never been so scrutinized. <laughs> Who knew that the Gaga Cooper, Bradley Cooper performance would end with this wild Jennifer Esposito rant how many days later? And there no was, one could have predicted this. We can't get into this because it's just going to, like, I'm going to lose it. But then also Gaga's ex-fiance, Taylor Kinney, also liked something on Instagram that all the places picked up. Uh, like, I don't know. There's just, like, this This really spawned a lot. Also, Stars Born yeah. is going to be re-released in theaters with 12 minutes of extra footage. So I feel like they're really What capital- do we think those <laughs> that extra footage is? I don't know. The Hollywood Reporter said it was, like, it's, like, different song performances. But I don't know. I've never really heard of that happening. Have you? 12 minutes of extra footage added in. I don't know that there's any movie I would want to <laughs> sit through again 
to see 12, 12 minutes, minutes of extra, extra footage. Right? I want someone to just send me like a zip drive of those 12 minutes. <laughs> yes. I, like to sit through the rest. Also the first half of that movie. And I'm movie, not paying for it. Yeah. yeah right. Good point. Um, anyway, I'm curious to see how all this plays out. Julie, when you saw Gaga at the VF party, what, how did she appear or seem to you? Gaga like Meghan Markle. Wow. Always. I cannot wait to hear how this is going to end. Gaga like Meghan Markle. Always seems as though she's acting or performing with a camera on her at all times, which yes. I guess, to be fair, those sort of public figures have to do because a camera could be on them at all times. Right. But she came in probably three hours after she won that Oscar, and she was still just as shocked as though she had just won it, which I've never won an Oscar, so who am I to say? Like, maybe I would be have that expression of shock on my face for like a solid month but she came in her dad was actually he owns a restaurant art bird that serves fried chicken in new york and the vanity fair oscar party had him there serving fried chicken so Wait, i feel Gaga's like she- dad served fried chicken at the party <laughs> I don't know if he, like he was, was there, he was but like his, working behind in the, like the, the kitchen or what? I don't know if he was there, but uh, the the setup there was like a little stand with his chicken. Uh, they were passing it out. Someone brought over a, a tray of the it? chicken. I didn't try it, sadly. I, who Julie, am I? I, I know. know it's not good <laughs> enough. I feel like they could. Meghan Markle's uh, pancakes could have been there, and you would have thrown them on the ground. <laughs> Um, but Lady Gaga, she was hanging out with Mark Ronson for a little bit. She had this really emotional connection with Jamie King. Like they just stood what? and hugged they each, other each other for like a full five minutes. But it felt like hours because they were circled by just rabid onlookers, all of whom had their <laughs> cell phones up just shamelessly taking photos and videoing them and it was like she was in some sort of movie scene the way she was just responding Mm. to jamie king as though jamie king was god herself jamie king has probably never had that many eyes at her at one (laughs) point um that actually relates to my next question would you say of anyone you saw at the oscar party um was Gaga the most sort of like in demand to get a glimpse of, or was there anyone else who rivaled her? No, I think it was Gaga. I personally was <laughs> just looking for Frances McDormand. Um, she was there, right? She was there. She was amazing. She was wearing a red dress, and I she had Birkenstock, made her like a custom-designed Birkenstock so she could wear it with this Valentino gown, and she was, like, showing anyone who would take the moment to look, she would whip off her Birkenstock, yes. Wow. And show them. Um, And Glenn Close was another fun one. But I think Lady Gaga definitely had more eyeballs on her. Julie wrote a fantastic sort of party report, if you want the, like, scoop of what goes on at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. But Glenn Close's dancing was, like, a key highlight, right? I feel yes, like and, that was like there was a dance circle around her, right? Yes, she came in. She had changed dresses. She sat down in a booth with Gail King. I wanted to bum rush Gail King and ask her to about tell me Meghan everything Markle's shower. about Meghan Markle's Yeah. Right. I felt like I couldn't because she was sitting next to Glenn. Um, 
Glenn had some fried chicken. She tried Lady Gaga's dad's fried chicken, um, some French fries. And then she got up on the dance floor. Also, she hugged Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Like, she knew them from some sort of past life, which was interesting. And then that song, Bad Girl, Bad Girl, (laughs) talking about... Whatever, that was like Glenn's song. She got up and got down. And I didn't include this in the party report because she had already been through it enough that night, but she wiped out on the dance floor. <laughs> and by this time, there were like a circle of onlookers around her. Up? No, I think everybody was so shocked. And she tried to play it off. Like instead of trying to get up really quickly, she just like collapsed on the ground fully and did like a snowman oh my like god like a dance floor snowman as like has anyone ever had a night like that i know and then she got back up she danced a little bit more but then she left my goodness. i mean but she Poor looked great Glenn. and just just the grace and class to go to these after parties after yeah an upset like that i thought was very big of her i love glenn close a lot of Megan-related people, though, now that I'm thinking about it, Priyanka Chopra was also there. With um, her Jonas brother. With her Jonas yes. brother. Oh, but she didn't go to the shower. She made time to she go to the after party, not to the shower. Yes. Um, were there any other major highlights for you personally from the Oscar party? Jeff Bezos was there, which was a little bit bizarre. He was, like, eating an In-N-Out burger and standing a few feet away from Patrick Whitesell, the agent who Who was married to his girlfriend, which was a little bit bizarre. Did they interact at all, or were they just, like, around each other? No, they were just kind of noticeably around each other. Um, There was, you know, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. They were definitely, like, the cool trio, like Natalie Mm. Portman, John Hamm. They were all hanging out with them. Um, but I don't know. Melissa McCarthy missed, wore that track suit. She wore an Adidas track suit. I don't know. I missed I missed Josh. Yeah. That was I was, my... I was I had my track suit. I was actually gonna wear what Kendall <laughs> Jenner ended up wearing. Oh my gosh, no. that dress of exposed then, hip bone. I told Kendall I wouldn't go and upstage <laughs> her in the same outfit. All right. That does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. Send any questions you have about Kate's swimming outfit, Megan and Harry's tour, anything else about the Oscar party, your theories on Gaga and Bradley. I'm curious to hear what everyone else thinks about that. We'd love to hear it all. Yes, you can also reach out and leave us a voicemail at 347-790-0966. You can also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In The Limelights and follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In The Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Brett Fuchs. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no no bad bad energy. energy.